This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, July 2nd, 2023. Social YouTube. <laughs> Good, morning. Good morning. Good morning, Connection Church. Anybody resemble any of those scenes in there with the little do-it-yourselfers? So today we start a new series. It's called Social. Social, short for social media. We're going to look at several social media platforms, um, what they do well, and how they maybe apply or not to Christian living. This morning we're going to be looking a little bit at YouTube. YouTube. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We are delighted that you're here today. Thank you for coming. I'm going to give um, a disclaimer. We're talking about DIY a lot. And in the last service, apparently I said DIY a lot. So just go with me on it. I just had a birthday and I'm officially Medicare age. So I have an excuse, right? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. All right. No excuses. Come on. (laughs) All right. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the opportunity to worship you. Thank you that we live in a land of freedom. And as we celebrate July 4th, help us always remember that that came with a price, that there have been women and men who have fought so that we could worship today so that we could experience all the good things in, in our country, in America. Lord, we do have a long way to go, but we just want to thank you that, um, that we do live here. And we pray for our world. We pray for peace. We pray for equity. We pray for um, so many things. But today, Lord, uh, we want to focus on you. And you're the one that gives us ultimately our freedom. And so we thank you and praise you today. In the name of the Father and the Son, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, and everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Hang on a second. I just wonder, those videos, how do they know ahead of time that this is going to be a killer of a scene where they're going to destroy something? We better get this on tape, you know? Did you see that lady, though, on the table? And there was a kid playing with toys. And and when the mom started going, the kid, like, is looking. I just thought that was funny. So that had to be the real deal. Right down on that brand new tree house or play set. Yeah. So a little bit of Carrie and Alan Jones history here. Hello. We were married on... George, don't get up and walk out. You've heard it before, I'm sorry. Several times. He's sick of hearing it. We were married on January 7th, 1978, before many of you in this room were born. Um, Alan was teaching in Seaford, Delaware. I moved down in January when we got married. We lived in an income-based apartment. He didn't even make enough money to live the place, but they allowed us to live there, and he was a teacher, and I was still going to school. I finished school in June. I uh, graduated from UD in nursing, and I started working at Peninsula Regional Medical Center. And at that point, we made too much money, so we had to move. So we rented a, a house in town for a year, and then 
We brought, we bought the dream Moved house. Moved up to the big time. $22,000. It was a dream come true. And so it's what we could afford at the time. And um, this house came with lots of challenge and lots of opportunity. It was a DIY dream. Yeah, a handyman's a, dream. A handyman's yeah. dream. Yeah. It needed just about everything you can imagine. I had to get a new roof. I didn't do that. I wasn't going to, because the roof was pitched like that. I am smart. That would have made one of those. I was smart enough not to get on a roof like that, but we, uh, you know, we moved in. I, I thought I'd seen storm windows in the, you know, in the base, the old kind of storm windows that you had. It had storm windows. It just didn't have screens. We spent one summer without screens on the window. No insulation. Debbie, you will love that. It was hot in that house, but we didn't care for it. We needed to put insulation. We had a whole new heat system put in because the other really wasn't a heat a system. It was a heater. Uh, you know, things I would have never dreamed of. And I put a whole new bathroom in that didn't exist. And we completely remodeled the kitchen toward the... Anybody heard of horsehair plaster? Yeah, well, this had horse... That's how old the house was. We didn't replace the... We put drywall in place because horsehair plaster was a little bit much. No new ceiling, sink, electric, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I never thought I could do it, but I was able to with the help of this. The Reader's Digest complete... The complete do-it-yourself manual. Anybody seen this before? Oh yeah, we got a. It's only a few hands out there. It's Alan. All, all us older guys, because uh, yeah. But I, it's unbelievable because I did just about everything in the house thanks to the instructions in there, some advice, some friends, and Duke's Lumber Company. They were invaluable, and so we 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 were able to turn that house not into a dream home, but we were able to live there. Uh, Make the dream closer to reality. That's Let's say right. that. So that was the mid-80s. That was a really long time ago. And this book isn't around. Let's uh, just see. Uh, How many were not here in 1980? Who hadn't been born yet? So Yay! This is awesome. Okay, okay. There we go. Happy to see that. <laughs> All right. So this book is not popular anymore and DIY still is. I mean, a lot of people still do it yourself because sometimes it's just what we want to do. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes we have to do it. How many do but, it yourselfers at some level? Yeah. There you go. Okay. So when we do that, when we want to do it ourselves, where do we go? Where do you look? YouTube. YouTube. That's right. We go to YouTube. I was talking with uh, my friend Pat and John, and they said that they were fixing a dish. They had to figure out what was wrong with their dishwasher. They went to YouTube. YouTube told them how to fix it. That's what we do. And so step by step, we go to YouTube. And that is the social media platform that we're going to talk about today and hang with us because we will get to scripture. Mm. Do-it-yourselfers, you know, we, we use YouTube, a lot of things in the car, the house, and um, that's what we do. The challenge is knowing what we should take on and what we shouldn't. You ever taken on a project and about halfway through you said, this wasn't such a good idea, I, I should have let the professionals do this. Because, uh, you know, when I was younger, there was just about nothing I wouldn't, wouldn't tackle. I mean, 
I'd figure somehow to hold the roof up while I fixed what was underneath or whatever, you know. Maybe I was just cocky and stubborn. Carrie would probably agree with that. Um, maybe things were less complicated, not, uh, I don't know, but maybe I just couldn't afford anything but do it myself. Do I get an amen on that? Yeah, we had to do it because we couldn't afford to hire everything out, just the absolute essentials, and they had to be very minimal. Yeah. So, do it yourself is not just Alan's way. What are the initials for that? DIY. There we go. Is not just <laughs> Alan's way. It is kind of the human way. We tend to do things ourselves. And then sometimes we find out that we've bitten more off than we can chew. Really? Man. You got so, more? No, I'm done. Oh, yeah, wow. Here's the thing. The Bible is full of do-it-yourselfers, you know? People who were going to do it their way. You with me? Yeah. Uh, and you can probably think of a couple examples, but the one that readily comes to mind is a gal named Sarah. You all know Sarah? Sarah. She, 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 we find her in the pages of Genesis. Back in the Old Testament, her name was originally Sarai, S-A-R-A-I. Sarai means princess. Hello. <laughs> now, God changed later on in life. God changed her name to Sarah, which means princess of many or princess of multitudes. She was the wife of Abraham. Now, his name originally was Abram, which means uh, exalted father. That's a pretty good name, exalted father. But later in the story, his name changes to Abraham, which means father of many nations, okay? Why the name change? Well, we'll get to that in a couple minutes. And so when Abram was 75, God called him and Sarai to a great adventure. Let's take a look at Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Wow. That's an offer Abram just couldn't refuse. <laughs> and, and so he did what God told him, and he packed up his wife Sarah. He took his nephew Lot with him. He packed up all his possessions and the servants that they had, and they set out and then arrived in an area called Canaan. Say Canaan. 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 The Lord appeared to him then, and told him that this is the land that was going to, to, he was going to give to Abram's offspring. Now here's the real kicker. Abram was 75 years old when this adventure started. His wife was 65. Uh, this probably was not the retirement plan that they'd been dreaming of all their life. But, but it was a great adventure. There we go. So several years later, it became apparent that the land um, couldn't support both Abram and Lot. And so they agreed to separate and take on different parcels of the land. The Lord then visited Abram and told him that he should look around 
And as he looked around, he said, look, and this land is yours. I give you this land to you and your offspring. Pretty cool. But there was a problem. The problem was Abram did not have any offspring. And so, all right, uh, I'll, that's okay. There's still time. Period of years, year after year, the Lord came again to Abram. He told him to not be afraid that his reward would be great. He also um, encouraged him of the promise that he had said years before. The trouble was Abram was getting a little impatient at this point. He was tired of waiting. Abram actually asked God what God could give him since he remained childless. Abram said that a servant would have to be his heir. I mean, he did not know how this whole promise would work out. God told him to look in the sky, look at the stars. Could he even count the stars? Of course he couldn't. And his offering would be as numerous as the stars in the sky. Again, Abram thought, well, how's that going to work? What offspring? <laughs> now, at that time in that culture, it was crucial for women to bear children. To be married and childless was, as we've said before several times in worship here, it was a great source of embarrassment and shame for a woman who was married. Sarai had been patient and loyal, but after 10 years, this waiting thing was getting a little bit old. God had promised, yes, but he had not delivered. You ever have that where you wait and wait and wait, and you go, God, what's the hold up? And God doesn't deliver anybody? You don't have to raise your hands. I mentally see you raising your hands there. I know. So Sarah waited, and she waited, and she waited a little bit more. And when the waiting got old, Sarah did a DYI. Or DIY. I, did, I picked it up from you. Jeez. <laughs> DIY. Do it yourself. Do it yourself. She devised a plan. So she decided to let her maid servant, Hagar, have the baby for her. Why not? Other women around did it all the time. It was the custom for, for, for those in that time, in that place, the women who were barren, who were childless, to have their maidservant bear children for them. We, we saw it before. We've seen it other places in the Bible. And, and she had waited long enough. So she decided to take matters in her own hands to do what God apparently wasn't going to do. She decided to make it happen, do it herself. She told Abram to go sleep with Hagar. Perhaps she could build a family through, through, uh, through that child. I didn't read in the scripture where Abram put up a big fight to this idea. He agreed with her. He would, he would try it. Uh, we don't know what Hagar thought. We can only imagine, but she really didn't have a choice, and she was the servant. And that's how things were done back then. It's just the way things were done. Long story short, Abram slept with Hagar. She conceived. And Scripture tells us that once Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to despise Sarai. So now you have the great jealousy between these two women. And Sarai felt like 
ticked off about the whole thing too. And so she blamed her husband, saying he was responsible for this, this uh, attitude that she was getting. And Abram put it back on her and said, well, it's your servant. Do whatever you want with her. And Sarai mistreated Hagar. This whole thing was such a mess. It's not the way it should have been. It was a total mess. Hagar fled. She ran. Now, Hagar ran, and an angel of the Lord came to her and said, you've got to go back. And that's a whole nother sermon about that particular situation. But the angel said that she too would be blessed, that she would have many, many descendants. Too many to count. And so uh, the angel also told Hagar that her son's name would be Ishmael. Ishmael means that the Lord heard her cry or her misery is another translation that we read. And so she returned. She bore Abram the son. And when Abram was 86 years old, mm. uh, along comes Ishmael. Mm. So you heard Carrie say this was a mess, right? Doesn't it usually end up in a mess when we try to not listen to God, not stay faithful to God, not be patient enough to wait for God, and we do it our way? Can I? No, I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up, but again, I can hear, you know, we tend to mess it up when we try to do God's work for Him. It just doesn't work. So 13 years later, think of that, another 13 years when Abram was 99, the Lord returned. And you know, Scripture doesn't say that he visited in between. Can you imagine God talks to you and then 13 years later you get another visit? That's a long wait. God returned telling him once again that he would, be, he would greatly increase Abram's numbers. And God gave him a new name now, that name Abraham, father of many nations. He gave Sarah her new name, Sarah princess or mother of nations, and Abraham fell face down laughing, saying, will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? He was 99, was going to come, the son was going to come the next year. Will, will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? Women, do you hear that? She was 90. Think about that one. And Abraham wondered if Ishmael might live under God's blessing. I mean, he cared for this son that was conceived with the, with the maid servant. He cared about the boy. And God said, yes, he, he, he would get a blessing, but that Sarah would bear a son and they would call him Isaac, which means he laughs. <laughs> and God would establish his covenant, though, his promise through Isaac, not Ishmael. As for Ishmael, God said he heard Abraham and he would bless him, making him fruitful, greatly increasing numbers. He would be the father of 12 rulers, making him a great nation. But this, and this is most important, God's covenant would be established through Isaac, whom Sarah would give birth to the next year. And just as God promised the following year, when Abraham was 100 years old, Sarah was 90 years old, um, Isaac was born. And what God had promised 25 years before, back when Abraham was 75, 25 years later, the promise was delivered. God's plan, not the do-it-yourself plan that Sarah had devised, but God's plan from 25 years before. 
So do it yourself. <laughs> Using kind of YouTube as the fun launch for this. Doing it yourself is okay when it might be putting in a sink or trying to figure something out. But DIY does not work when it comes to the purpose and plan for our lives. It does not work. It does not work when it comes to God and God's timing. We always tend to make a mess or grow impatient, and when we take things into our own hands, things just end up going south. <laughs> and eventually it actually becomes some disobedience instead of relying on God or trusting on God when we try to do it ourselves. Psalm 27, 14. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. <laughs> you know, we watch a lot of YouTubes. Uh, I watch them for music and that kind of stuff, but I also do them for how to fix something on the car or the house or whatever. But there's no vi YouTube video in the world that can show us, that can teach us how to take God's work and do it ourselves. It just, it just doesn't exist. When it comes to God, the acronym needs to be T-I-G, not D-I-Y. Rather than do it yourself, it should be T-I-G, trust in God. Say T-I-G. Trust in God. Say it. Trust in God. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Trust in God. Sarah learned it the hard way. Yeah. Doing things her way rather than God's way. Trying for 13 years to make her plan around. Not a good decision. Not a good decision, as she found out. T-I-G, trust in God. That is as true today as it was back with Sarah and Abraham. Trust in God. There's a scripture that many of us hold dear. It's Proverbs 3, verse 5. Let's say this together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You know, this is true when it comes to, um, it's especially true when it comes to our salvation, your salvation, my salvation. That's definitely not a DIY project. You know, ain't nobody that good. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. You can't save yourself and nobody else can save you except for Jesus. Jesus is in the saving business. Jesus, Jesus alone brings us our salvation. That salvation that we desire, that we long for, that we crave, Jesus alone. He's the one that's, that sacrificed on the cross, gave his life for the salvation we so often try to bring about ourselves. If we were just, could be good enough. If we could just do things better. If I can make less mistakes, maybe I can save myself. It doesn't work that way. Because we can't, we can't be that good. It just doesn't work no matter how good we try to be, no matter how hard we work, Christ and Christ alone brings that salvation. You know, the best social media we can use, two things, the Bible and prayer. I don't know if you call them social media or not, but I am this morning, because we, we connect with God through the scriptures that he gave us, we connect with God from talking to Him and from especially from listening to Him. You know, you have two ears, one mouth. Think about the ratio from talking and listening. Best social media. 
not YouTube, the Bible and prayer. Prayer keeps us in touch with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, these two things give us what we need to stay in touch with God, with the author of our salvation, T-I-G, trust in God, not D-I-Y. T-I-G gives us what we need for finding the freedom from sin. Gives us what we need when it comes to, uh, to an eternity in God's house. YouTube can't do it. But Jesus Christ can. It's important to stay in touch, to read and study the Scriptures, and to talk and listen through prayer. Amen. Everything we need, every instruction is right here. Bible, basic instruction before leaving earth. It's here. This is the good news. Let's live it and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to, to have a little bit of fun, but then zero in and focus on the message of the morning that... We should not take things in our own hands, that we need to seek you for wisdom in decisions. We need to ask you to guide us in situations. We need to come before you uh, for all matters, including um, our loved ones, our future, our present, helping us uh, put behind our past and just trusting you with everything we've got. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to share this morning in this holy meal, holy communion. We thank you for your presence with us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church. Connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.